0: Welcome to what God has done with my pain. Today we have Nate, and honestly, Nate thought we started already. So you're getting you're getting yeah. a good <laughs> you're getting a good um a good start with Nate. He's already riled up. He's ready to go. Uh, we were yes, speaking. Yes. I don't know how long, maybe five, maybe ten minutes, and then I said, "All right, let's go ahead and start." And he was like, "We <laughs> we haven't started yet." <laughs> so uh, so he's all good to go. Um, but yeah, yeah. Anyways, let's go ahead and focus on our guest. So, Nate, thank you so much for being on here, and um, go ahead and, and introduce yourself, and also just the name of your ministry, so that those who are listening yeah. can go ahead and know about it and all of that great stuff.
1: Absolutely, hello, hello to everyone. Uh, I'm really grateful for the opportunity to join you today. Um, I was, I was, I was. We were, t- as we were talking earlier, I was admitting that I'm a little bit nervous, even though I do this all the time. <laughs> but, um, uh, I'm really, I'm really grateful to be here, man. My name is Nate Ogutu. Um, uh, God has allowed me to be uh, executive director of Know His Heart mm. Ministries and it is, uh, or KHH for short, it's just kind of easier that way, but, um, and uh i i'm blessed man i'm grateful uh for the opportunity um like i said to be here and also to uh do do ministry man to serve to serve god to serve jesus christ is is my passion and so um here at know his heart uh we are a we mainly where we where we work with is a, is mainly in youth ministry um, but we kind of touch every, every area, but we mainly focus on, uh, youth ministry. Uh, we do a lot of community work, uh, with the Amen. homeless and, um, we do a lot of mentoring, a lot of counseling, um, glory be to God. And, and, and Amen. man, it's, it's been a journey. It's been a journey. We just, uh, really started, um, I've been doing ministry since I was like 15, but we just recently started, um like kind of like a revamp of the ministry building, uh, the team. Cause for years it was just me. Um, so Amen. we've been going strong with know his heart for the past. Uh, I want to say f- two years since the re since the rebranding, since, you know, we started everything up again. So God is God is good, man. God is good. God is good.
0: Wow. Amen. Amen. I I got to say I I love I love all of that so very much and I'm going to pick your brain more about that when we when we end on it. Yeah. You're not going to get away that easily after. We're done. <laughs> um but yeah, yeah. I just want to I want to go ahead and say that um I was fortunate enough to see Nate in action giving a sermon.
1: Nate being in on action fire. is a hilarious phrase though. To say. <laughs> I
0: know. <laughs> And I know, it was, I mean, for me, it was an experience too. Cause I, I think there was a moment when you were, you know, you were up there and you were giving the message. And you said something, I don't know if you meant for it to be funny, but I was like the only one that laughed and I was very loud. But to me, it was funny. I don't know if you remember that, but I was like, ah, I <laughs> yeah, and then Dino was just like laughing next to me, but I just, it was so funny to me, but um, I just love, 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 love how you bring the message of God and how you are just so on fire for the Lord and how you remember can see time, yeah, uh, the spirit be with you, you know, like. I together. just love when someone goes on stage. I mean, I appreciate every pastor and preacher who is spreading the gospel, but I have such a um such a reverence for the ones that go up there and are passionate you know where there is a structure but if the spirit leads you just slightly away from that stretcher you're not afraid to be like let's go let's go lord and to carry that with your personality and your character and just everything i am a huge huge,
1: huge... (laughs) 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 i knew this was gonna happen okay we're back no you're
0: good you're good (laughs) um but i i honestly i'm just so uh so grateful that you're on here and and like i was saying i'm just watching you in action watching nate go up there for for the gospel and for the kingdom of god is such an incredible experience and i'm so grateful that not only did i get to experience it um and then we got to talk about fashion afterwards but that you're also here on the podcast (laughs) (laughs) um so yeah, with that being said, just know that I'm grateful and that I just love the Thank work you. that you're doing for the Lord. I want to start off by saying, so you just said you were doing it or started at, at 15. I want to yeah. know what was your, not necessarily what was your child, childhood like, but where for you did your relationship start with God? Like when did it yeah. become
1: real for you? Um, I, I have to say, so I grew up, I grew up in church. I grew up in, 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 since a kid, um, as far back as I can remember. Mm. And I think it was always real for me, but I think there was a moment where it went from real to personal, right? Where I, it was real because I believed it. I knew it. It was all I knew. It was all I would see. It's what my mother taught us. Um, but there was a moment where it became personal, right? Where Jesus went from savior to my savior, right? From God Mm. to my God, from Lord to my Lord. And so, um, I grew up seeing my mom being a very, uh, uh, prayerful woman. Uh, my mom raised us alone. So my mom, man, my mom is a gangster. We all call her a gangster. She <laughs> is a, that. she's man thugging it out in this life. And she, she did her, she, she had, she did like her best. She, she had to work mm-hmm. really hard, but we always saw her keep her faith through some crazy, crazy things that we didn't quite understand but my mom was always thanking God even even in moments where she wasn't thanking him where she was crying mm. where she was complaining she would always end on on just how good he is right mm. and so i grew up in, in in church um but it started to become personal where i started to to believe basically and profess mm. faith i would say in my early teens, I started to have my own experience with God, like 12, 13, 14, um, where, where it, I started to understand, um, just who he was and what he had done for me. And so I started to have my experiences with the Lord at that age at 12, 13. And, and it was, it was interesting because it was like, we were talking before the camera started, how like God just, came and kind of got me he just came and got me um and Mm -hmm. he and I wasn't really um because I was in church but I didn't really like it become it becomes so routine to me when you grow up going Mm -hmm. to church your whole life it's just kind of what you do you you just go it's almost cultural right in in Dominican Republic like because my mother is Dominican yeah my
2: mom is
1: my mom is Dominican so in that culture there's things you do just because you do them, and you don't really know why, but it's you. You just do them, right? Yeah, yeah. When it comes to language, we drop the letter D uh, in a lot of our words and just and just say it like the uh, say it like that. So, pasado was we'll a pasado. Things, mm-hmm. things like that. So, and and there's not a clear reason where you say, "Oh, well, we do that because of this." You just do it. So. The same thing, like in the morning, we're going to eat plantains for breakfast because that's just what we do, right? So that's what religion had become for me. Like, yeah. this is what I do. This is culture. But God just mm-hmm. came and got me and, and he began to use people to pray over me. And, and, and he began to spark that desire inside of me to know what it is that everybody is talking about when they talk mm-hmm. about, oh, you can feel him. Well, I didn't know what that meant until he allowed me to feel him, right? To know him. Mm-hmm. And so- that 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 came at that age you know 12 13 14 i began to um have experiences with god for myself uh began to get into prayer get involved in church um and it kind of was just from there you know where everything started amen.
0: wow amen amen yeah. amazing and so that's you're 15 and you're and you're picking up how did you know that uh that you wanted to speak that that was something that you were called to do for the Lord.
1: Yeah. um, Okay. 15 was when I started ministry, but when I was around 12 years old, my pastor at the time, his name is Roy Crisanto. Um, He's not my pastor now, but he's still a, still a pastor. Um, And I was a kid. And in my church, there was mostly Salvadorians and Hondurans and, and Guatemalans. My pastor was from Honduras, but he was, of uh Garifo not descent. So he was dark. He was real mm. black and tall. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. if you saw my pastor, you would think he was an African American man, right? Yeah. So my pastor was the only person that looked like me in my church.
2: Yeah. Cause
1: he mm. looked because I'm I'm Dominican, but I'm also my dad is African. I'm I'm black. So yeah. you got this little black kid sitting there, and I would see my pastor and he was like my hero. I was like, this tall, you know, black dude he's up here preaching and going crazy. And I remember being 12 and I looked at him and I don't know where it came from because I I had never had any desire to preach, but I know it was the Holy Spirit that just put the seed Mm. in there. And I was looking at him. I don't even remember what he was talking about. I don't remember. I always understood Spanish. I just wasn't good at speaking it at that age back then. Yeah. And I just said to myself in my head, one day I want to preach like him. Just Mm. sitting there, I was 12 years old. And I thought, I want to preach like him one day. And I was like, that's going to be me standing there instead of him. Um, Mm -hmm. And that's where it started. Right. So then life just kept going and uh, the like ministers would come to the church and prophets would come to the church and evangelists would come to the church. And I'm talking about, they would, every single one would come to the church and call me out every single time. The Lord has a calling over your life. The Lord is going to use you to preach. The Lord is going to use you to, to travel the world, to spread the gospel, to impact people. And Mm -hmm. And I was just like, and all I could think was like, why, why are you telling me this of everyone here? Like, why are you telling me this? Why do you keep it, I'm talking about, we used to invite a lot of people at my church every single time they would call me up. And the other, the other youth at my church would be like, man, God just keeps calling you. And I would look at them and be like, I don't, I don't know why. I'm mm-hmm. like, I don't know. I don't yeah. know why he, and I almost felt like embarrassed of it because in a way I didn't want my friends to think that I was like this golden boy or this Mm, chosen kid at at church. But I would, I would tell them like, I don't, I don't know, bro. I don't know what he just keeps calling me. And I started to get involved in, um, I started serving first and before Mm. you can really get into what it is God is calling you to do, you've got to start serving. So I started serving in my church. I was doing music. The first thing I did was an usher. I was an usher in my church and Mm -hmm. I was in music and um, I started getting involved that way. And once, once my church, you know, started putting me, um, uh, they they put me to lead the youth and I began preaching. Oh, I just loved it.
2: Mm -hmm. I just
1: loved it. I preached my first real sermon when I was 14 years old. Wow. I was really active, but in music up to then I was yeah. leading worship, playing, singing. But when I was 14, I preached a, uh, like my first sermon sermon, like I had preached yeah. it before I was a baby. I was a child though. Yeah. I, man, when I, I remember that sermon to this day, I loved it. I was like, mm. oh yeah, this, this is right good. God. This is where I want to be. And it was like uh, electric and, and from mm. then on, I was always a talker. Anyways, I was always a very extroverted in school. I was always like really much like a leader. They would have me lead things, and mm. and and so I was good at talking. Um, I'm dead. The camera's on this side. <laughs> you can't see you on that side. My sister is like crawling across the living room. <laughs> but the Tell her great. I said hey. <laughs> no, it's fine. No, she said hello. <laughs> she's, she's, but, um, she's crawling yeah she was literally crawling across the floor and i'm like the camera's on my side um but uh yeah and that that's that's really that's where it started like i just i i was speaking and i was like i love doing this right i mm. i want to do this and it felt like it was where i was supposed to be mm. whenever i was preaching or talking about yeah
0: you know like the a gospel. glove like
1: yeah a glove. Yeah, yeah exactly like a glove. exactly mm.
0: No, you know? yeah, I can relate just in the sense of, like, I've always said this to people. When I do an interview, by th- when I finish, I feel like I could jump a million miles, a run, yeah, a yeah. thousand. Because you just, you're like, I can do anything. When I I wholeheartedly believe that when you're doing what God has called you to do and, and you, you fit it on like a glove, you are in your element. Because you, you were doing element, worship. Man. You were doing your worship and that was great. Yeah. But when you started to preach, you're just like natural like you were made for it like you literally knitted together for that
1: that's how it felt that's how it felt and and Mm. and um I I even to this day I still feel that way because believe me I I love music probably more than 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 it's healthy like that's how much I love music I love playing I love singing I love writing but as much as I love leading worship and as much as I love music it still doesn't feel the same as when I'm preaching the gospel, right? When I'm mm. speaking to people about Jesus, that's when I'm in my element. That's when I'm in my bag. And yeah. and that's when I feel the most fulfilled, you know? Yeah. Um, and so I, I, I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it.
0: Wow. Amazing. No, honestly, yeah. just hearing that from you and then comparing it to what I experienced when I saw you speak, it just, it fits. Praise it fits. God. Like you God. can see just God's anointment over you Um because you did sing. I mean, you sang and you played on the keyboard as well while you were there. Like you're just like you're a multi-tool. You're <laughs> you're a toolbox of things. You're like over here, over here. You Glory just spoke. You're Glory praying over somebody. Uh, but then you're God. over there with the drums. I was like, where is this man? He keeps teleporting all over the place.
2: Um
0: <laughs> <to God>. <laughs> But just, it's so incredible to hear that because again, I've said it before we started recording, seeing someone is one thing, but to hear them speak is a whole nother thing because we haven't even gotten to like, I don't mean the nitty gritty stuff, but we haven't even gotten to the pain aspect area, Yeah. but just listening to what God has done already and and what you love and everything that you're doing, just, you think, you know, someone and then they start speaking and you really Mm -hmm. get to to know them and understand them more. So. Love. I mean, so grateful for you for sharing that. I'm grateful to you for sharing that. And um, I do want to ask, like, what has God done with your pain? But before I asked that, I was going to talk about this earlier. And I held myself because I was like, wait, let me, let me get the um, uh, like, just the authentic reaction. When you were speaking at the event, there was one thing that you said that I that man, I just really resonated with me because just the way that you were being open and honest, and what you were sharing, you said uh, there was a moment in your life where you were going through something very difficult, very very difficult, and that you didn't even want to praise. You said you were mean mugging it, standing up, <laughs> arms crossed. You're like, and uh, on yeah. your in, in in your mind, you were standing on whatever business you believed you were standing on. Yeah. Um, but you you talked about not wanting not wanting to worship in that moment. Um, and so I want to ask, like. What was that like or what was that pain that you were experiencing or what was it like to go through that and look back and say like, oh, wow, like this is what God was doing with that. This is what God does with my pain in my life.
1: I I like that last uh, phrase you said, what was what was God doing with that? So uh, the the thing is with with the thing with pain is that we do not realize that. Pain is the door that is often used for God to manifest whatever it is he's trying to manifest in your life. Mm. And and for a long time, I swore that I knew God. Like, if you would have asked me, do you know God? I would have said, oh, yeah, I know him. Whole Mm -hmm. time, God was looking at me like, you have no idea who I am. Ah. And so you have no idea how I work. You don't know me. And so I have to show you who I am. I have to teach you because I would rather you hurt and know me than to mm. be fine and not know who I am, right? Because yeah. to, to think of the closest relationships you've had, the, the, the relationships where you have the most in Spanish is a confianza or mm. the most, your most comfortable, most confidence, you're trusting with them. It's the relationships that you've been through something with in like if I've, if I've, the people that you're closest to, the people that you enjoy eating with the most are the people that you starved with. And so when you've been through something, this is the, this is, these are the closest relationships you have. And so for years, God was in hindsight, in hindsight, I can see that God was like, you that's cool. You, you preach, you're passionate. Mm. That's fine. You're in, you're in church, but you don't. And what good is all of that if you don't know me? And there's a story in the Bible of a people that had a whole altar set up. They had an altar. They had everything they needed. It was nice. It was beautiful. It was set up. It was perfect. And to a lot of people it's, it was good enough. Well, at least they have an altar. Their heart is in the right place. They're doing the right thing. But right on the top of the altar, it said, Al Dios no conocido. The altar Mm. was dedicated to a God that they did not know. And so, Mm. what God was, what I believe God was seeing in my life and that He sees in all of our lives is great. You profess faith in me. You serve at a church. You're doing, that's wonderful. You have your altar set up. But what good is it if you don't know me? Right. Mm. And so, we can be in this faith. I was in this walk of faith for so many years, but I didn't know Him. And so, what God did to get to your question and that I say all that to say where God began to allow things in my life that to me was him hurting me right was like why my question for a long time was why are you Mm. doing this to me like how could you do this to me and he's like I'm I am I want again like I said I want you to know me so in that moment Mm. in that moment that I was having in that service, um it was uh it was because i was dealing with a um a uh failed relationship in that time mm. and um it was difficult for me because i had given everything to this relationship i had moved to a whole mm. different state i had changed my literal life plans and life goals and I'd come to this place to a person who I was sure was the one I was going to spend the rest of my life with and who, and so I was in that place and it just wasn't, it, there was a, uh, um, there was some betrayal that had, that had occurred in that relationship yeah. and I was just so angry and I, and, and I was just so mad and I was just like, why would you make me waste all my time to come here? to 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 put so much into this why would why why am i feeling this way like why are these things that that you know aren't true like why are they being said and and i was like mm. just so upset at where my life was because it wasn't what i had made picture perfect in my mind yeah and so in that moment i'm standing in the back of the church and i'm like in 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 whose delusional world do you think that i'm going to lift my hands and pray or praise with the way i feel right now with these Mm. things that are happening to me that aren't fair they're not my fault you know they aren't my fault everyone knows they aren't my fault it's this isn't fair Mm. and and what god was trying to have me understand this moment is like i know it isn't fair i never said it was it wasn't fair what they did to jesus either And so a lot of times we, we think that we're above what Jesus went through. Like, how could someone betray me? Jesus was betrayed. We (laughs) have betrayed Jesus with our life choices. And so God was like, in that moment was, was, was just ministering to me, to my heart to like, Hey, if, if Mm. I'm trying to teach you who I am, can you love me even when it hurts? Can you love me even when it doesn't go the way you want it to? And so I had that moment in the back of my church where it's like, okay, you're worthy of my praise, regardless of what it feels like or what I'm going through, because mm-hmm. the fact that you're worthy of worship has nothing to do with me and nothing to do with what I'm going through. And so my life is not good, but you still are good. And so mm-hmm. this was all part of what God was trying to teach me. Um, about who he is. Um, and this, that was an isolated situation, but there's been so many things in my life where, where I've, I've had to learn. Um, and in the moment, you never know why. In the moment, you never understand why or what it's for. You're like, how could this possibly be part of your plan? What was the reason? Yeah, what was the reason? (laughs) Literally, literally, I'm joking. I've prayed prayers like that throughout my life (laughs) for different reasons. Like, what was the reason? Like, how could this possibly be? Yes. How could this possibly be something that you think I need to go through? (laughs) Um, Yeah. In order to I thought to, I was
0: good. Yeah, I, I thought, thought I was, I was humble. Good. I thought
1: I was <laughs> I mean, fine. I literally would be like, God, I have learned everything. I, I remember like, God, I don't need another lesson. Like, I've learned, I've learned enough. Like, and um, but God. I don't would know if do you've that. seen
0: those things on Instagram or TikTok where it's like me calling God to make sure I'm not on his strongest order package for 2020. <laughs> literally. <laughs> literally,
1: literally. Literally. Like 2020? <laughs> Oof. He said everybody's on list. the premium. <laughs> I was I, I yeah. was on the top of that list, pre- twenty nineteen and twenty twenty actually, but I was on the top of that list, and I'm like, <laughs> what are you, what are you doing right now? Mm. Um, but mm. that that is that is what God will do, right? This Amen. is the thing. Like, why do we trust? Why do we trust the doctor so much? Why do we consistently go back to Come the on. doctor every single time we get sick because we know and we've experienced firsthand what a doctor can do? But if I never ever had ever gotten sick, what, how, how, what can the doctor tell me to make me believe that mm. he or she can, can, can help yeah. me. Right. And yeah. so we talk about a healing God, but we, but we curse him when we get sick. We talk yeah. about a loving God, but we curse him when we feel abandoned, you
2: mm. know, and
1: rather than looking at it as an opportunity to feel his love, an opportunity to receive healing. Um, Amen. That's Amen. really that's really what what I was dealing with in that situation.
0: I gotta say, I gotta say, man, I'm just so grateful for what you said, and I I, I want to just piggyback off of, just the reality of God putting you through a trial. The best way that I can describe it is the most favored by the Lord go through the most difficult trials, you know. And we hmm. hear that, and we are we praise God, but then we're in the trials, and then we're just hmm. like, oh, this ain't. Hold up, wait a minute, mm-hmm. and so. Yeah. I mean, I, I just, for me, it's like, uh, I was actually reading the Bible last night and I read Genesis and in Genesis, you know, Noah is getting drunk and he's naked and his kid Ham rose up on him naked and he tells his brothers. And then Noah got mad and cursed, cursed -hmm. cursed Ham's child, Canaan. Mm -hmm. And I remember I sat there and I was like, why would you curse him? What did he do wrong? Like, I don't, I couldn't, I couldn't understand it. So, you know, I went on the internet and I looked and it said that uh, Noah couldn't curse Ham because he was already blessed by the Lord. So he went after and cursed Canaan. Uh, and it just struck in me where where I thought about it for a second. And it made me realize that like, when you are blessed and highly favored by the Lord, you can't be cursed. You mm. can't possibly be cursed. And so stick with me. What I mean by that is, although you might be going through trials and tests, that's because that's something that the Lord sees as essential to the growth of your spiritual walk with him and your relationship with him never means that you are cursed. And it doesn't mean that that's your reality. It means that God favors you so much that he is like, I'm going to trust you with this trial and this trust and this test. And, and also it's just like, when we are blessed and anointed and set apart by the Lord, there's nothing that the enemy can do to curse us. There's nothing. I mean, he can try to whisper what he always does. The one tactic that he has, which is doubt, You know, Adam and Eve, did he really say you couldn't eat of the tree? Did he really call you to start preaching? Did he really call you to start a podcast? It's the same thing, just different words, but the same thing. But we're blessed, not cursed. And so, like you said, recognizing that in the midst of what we're going through and say, God, you are so good. What do you do? You must be cooking something really nice Yeah. (laughs) because this is the heat in this kitchen is a little much Mm -hmm. like I've been chopping onions and I've been crying nonstop. Yeah. I don't know how many more we're going to need, but you really must be cooking the best. Like the table is going to be set before my enemies. We must be having gold shredded on everything because just because you get to a point where you cry out to God because you're just like, I didn't sign up for this. But when you asked for faith, you signed up for it. When you asked for strength, you signed up for it. Because how can you expect to have strength and not go through the physical training? Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm insane for thinking that I can, you know, go off and do a, a marathon, but not put the work in beforehand to train for a yes. five mile marathon.
1: Yes. I, I, so I, I started a, a health journey where I'm trying to get in shape um, like I used to be because I got away from myself. I, I gained way too much weight. And so I've been going to the gym mm-hmm. very consistently and working out. And I noticed that when I first started my journey, in the mm-hmm. gym and I'm lifting weights my muscles were killing me I'm talking about I, I couldn't lift my arms I, yeah. I couldn't like I to to drink something was painful to yeah. hug someone was painful to <laughs> to grab something was yeah. painful and so but what happens is right I was like I have to endure this because this, like, but I didn't expect it to hurt this much. I'm like, I must've mm. done something wrong. Like, why, why does this hurt so bad? But what happens is when I got back to the gym, I was lifting weight heavier than the one I had lifted mm. before. So what happens is we have to go through pain. And there's moments where you are in pain, trying to better yourself or the Lord trying to better you, where to hug somebody is painful, to love on somebody is painful, to lift your hands in worship is painful, to believe is painful. But when you endure through that pain, the weight you can now bear, you are stronger than before. I'm talking Mm. about I was lifting 50s. When I went through that process of pain, I went back, I was lifting 100. As Amen. I, but I had to be consistent through that pain, right? As I was doing my, like, whatever the, there's this thing you do where you pull the weight back like this. Oh, yeah,
0: the cable, the cable the, thing.
1: Exactly. And I had that on 50. And that's what caused all that pain. But as mm. I endured and kept going through it, I went back. And before I knew it, I'm, I had doubled it or I had or it gone up more. And so this is what, this is what happens where God is like, yeah, it hurts. It hurts. But can you endure through it? During mm. pain, I'm going to ask you to love on the person that hurt you, but can you mm. endure through that pain until it's no longer painful, until you're stronger than you were before? Because that is what makes you strong. When you can look in the face of someone that is not sorry, that does, mm. that is not sorry for what, the, how they wronged you and say, I forgive you. And I love you because it has nothing to do with you and everything to do with me. And mm. and this is what this is what pain does. This is what um God uses pain to do. To where he's like I'm trying to make you stronger, but you have to endure through it. Um there's um there's uh this 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 thing, right, where and I was talking about it with my sister the other day. Uh, the gospel we've we've made it a a me, 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 me thing
2: Mm.
1: where it's all about me. It's about how I feel. It's about what I'm getting. Um, it's about what I think. Or it's like, yeah, God, but I, and this is where we get ourselves into a lot of trouble because, and, and, and and I'll even say whoever's watching this when, when it's up, I want to try to change your perspective on, on, on pain and, and, and why, you know, because we've been talking about so far, how pain makes us better, makes us stronger. Um, and it's for our gain is for God's what God's doing in us. But what I have experienced more times than not is that pain has nothing to do with me or -hmm. what I can get out of it. There's times where I'll go through pain in life and I'll say, God, like, what are you trying to, do in me through this? Why would you do this? And my experience has been God saying, I'm actually not trying to do anything in you, but this is for somebody else. Mm. You have yeah. to go through this, not because of what you'll get out of it, but because someone else is going to need you. And I have, and favor, we sometimes view favor as good. Favor is something good happening to me because I have favor. Favor is also when God chooses you to be a martyr for the cause for somebody else. Mm. And so. Favor is not only I have favor from God because he blessed me. No, I have favor from God because he chose me to suffer so that someone else could be free.
2: Amen. He, he chose me. That. He, he entrusted, entrusted
1: that. that unto me. Right. Mm. And God is like, Hey, guess what? I need you to be okay with the fact that what you went through was not even for you. There's no mm. magic explanation as to, I did this because I'm going to give you this. No, I did this because Five years down the line, you're going to get a phone call from somebody who is about to end their life. But because mm. you went through this, you now have the ability to pull them out of there. Right. Amen. I got a phone call. in, I think it was 2020 or 2021. I got a phone call at, at about two thirty three in the morning. Yeah. Um, and I I get this call. From this this young guy uh, uh, who on the outside to everyone else, he's got it all together. He's a worship leader. He's a leader in his church. He is the guy. But I get a call mm-hmm. from him at 2.30 and he's bawling. Mm-hmm. And he's like, Nate, I don't know why I called you, but I didn't know who else to call. Mm-hmm. Um, this happened to me. And I've been dealing with it for years mm. and I don't know how to deal with it. Yeah. I lead worship, but I blame God for what happened to me. Mm. I blame my family and I don't know how to like superar in Spanish to, to overcome yeah. this. Yeah. And in that, in that call was when I understood why years before. I'm talking years before. Why, I, in that moment when he tells me that, I start crying in my apartment mm. because I'm like, I hear God literally speak to me and say, this is why
2: mm. you experienced
1: that pain years ago. Remember you used to pray and ask me night after night, why, 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 why did you do this? Why did I go through this? Why did this happen? This moment right here is why I allowed that pain in that season in your life, because this guy needed you. Mm. And so
0: needed you to understand too. He needed you.
1: Yeah. He needed you because he's like, if you didn't experience this, you would have gotten this call and you wouldn't have known what to say to him.
2: Mm.
1: You wouldn't have known how to pull him out. So this is what God, this is what God will, will do with pain. And that's been my experience with pain. Where I go through something and I see months or years down the line, so I see what you were trying to do now, God. I get it. Yeah. I get Amen. it. Amen. When I when 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 I would go to my before I was in ministry, I worked at a high school. Yeah. And when a student would come into my office and they'd be like, I'm going through this, Mr. O. They used to call me Mr. O. Mr. O, I I don't have a place to live. Uh I don't know where I'm going Mm. to uh to sleep and um it's hard because like my students I I always viewed them as like my babies my kids and I worked at a high school yeah and but I would still call them like my babies like my kids and it's hard when 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 a a 15 year old comes to your office and and is like Mr. Oh I don't I don't really have a place to live uh you know, I haven't, I haven't uh, showered in like a week because I don't have a place to do that. Um, and so when, when, when you've, uh, when you get a, a, a kid that comes to you like that and you're able to say, Hey, I, I know what it feels like yeah, because I, I was homeless as a kid in New York with my mom and my sister,
2: mm. like.
1: Bouncing from shelter to shelter, we didn't have a place yeah. to shower. I remember yeah. my mom showering us in a sink with a bucket. Yeah. Uh, or in, she would open up a garbage bag in the church in a yeah. sink. And we'd stand inside the garbage bag as a kid and she'd pour water over us and shower us. Yeah. And so when you grow up all of your life or when you're a kid, like why? Where is God? Where are the people that care? Why do we not yeah. have a place to live? But then you get a, you get kids that come into your office and tell you this this is what makes it all worth it mm. when you're able to pull somebody out through Jesus who, who otherwise would not have made it, you know? And I've been man. talking a lot. I just realized, I'm sorry. No, 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 <laughs>
0: no, man. Like I, I've said it before to all, If anyone who's been interviewed is listening, they'll tell you, they'll be like, no, nah, no, nah, she likes it this way. Um, <laughs> cool. but man, like I love hearing you say that because it would, What God does, what Jesus does, is saying your pain has meaning. There is significance in the experiences that you're living. But the difference is uh, to those who have a relationship or don't have a relationship, the ones who have a relationship with God, through that relationship, God shows you and teaches you that, says there is significance here. Yeah. Because when you're in relationship with God, there's no room for festering because the Holy Spirit says, no, 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 none of that. None of that. Mm -hmm. We ain't got room for that. Not in this temple. And so instead, what happens is there is a moment of education and understanding Mm. of holding our hands and saying, all right, you might not get it now, but come with me. And that will make sense. Because when you're out of relationship with the Lord, you grow angry, you grow bitter. You're like you said, me, 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 me. Because let's be honest. Unfortunately, In the society that we live nowadays, it's all about ourselves. What can I do to run to the top and raise up? What can I do to benefit myself? I'm going to extend a hand to help you because it's network and you're going to help me. I'm going to help you because you can help me because it's like if I can't get anything out of it. So when you're placed in a situation with the Lord that there is no benefit to you, everything, every suffering that you're experiencing, this ain't even going to benefit you later. You'll get understanding, but it's going to help somebody else. And you have to be okay with that. And I'm entrusting this to you because Jesus was entrusted with the most pain that anyone could understand being forsaken by Jesus was entrusted that. And one thing that's been on my heart lately, heavy. And I like, again, like just understanding pain is a big thing for me. And recently I've just been thinking about Jesus. Let me, let me, let me put it this way. I don't have a phobia of needles, but if anyone ever has a phobia of needles or going getting on a plane or whatever it Me. is you might have, there you go. Needles,
1: I hate <laughs> them, and I am a grown man.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Do your own taxes, um, but so like you you have a fear, right? like you like it's time to get your your shot, and you're like, okay, all right, hoof hoof, let's go. Mm -hmm. you know, getting on the plane, whatever it is for me, I'm not even going to share because I'm I'm always afraid of sharing what frightens me Uh because, you know, I trust y'all, but I don't trust y'all because somebody's going to try to be funny one day and I'm not the one. Okay. So (laughs) moving on, I'm I'm not even going to say what I'm afraid of, but I think about that. And Jesus, he wasn't waiting for a shot. What he was waiting for was so much worse. And, you know, of course he prayed and said, may this cup pass for me, but he had to come to understand, as we all have, that this is a cross that I need to bear for the yeah. benefit of somebody else. Because pick up, when he says pick up your cross, he doesn't necessarily just say like, oh, just to be like me, pick up a cross that's Max, like Stanley Cups. No, no, no. He's like, pick <laughs> up your cross, <laughs> I'm guilty, Um, and and walk with me. But what is, what is on our cross? What are we carrying? Because Jesus was up and up and praying and then he knew what was waiting for him and he went willingly to be afraid of one thing now, but back then he was unrecognizable. Every lash, every just, just imagining for me, just him there and like grinding his teeth, holding like just lose, like just his flesh being ripped open when you're absolutely Mm -hmm. innocent and just, Worse than whatever happened to Job. Whatever happened to Job, this was 10 times worse. Yeah. This was 10 times worse. And I think about that. Like, if anyone understands pain and the significance of pain, it's Jesus.
2: Nice. It's Jesus. Nice.
0: And it's understanding that he went there and said, I, I, I have to do this because if I don't, yeah. they won't get what they need. I won't. Mm-hmm. I can't stand there and, and say that I understand because I, I know what it's like to be betrayed. I know, like, what it's yeah. to be raised up in front of everyone and be claimed to be guilty of this and that when I'm fully innocent and to yeah. be rejected. So, it's to me, when I think about the lashes that Jesus had to experience, because I'm like, okay, at this point, by the time you get pinned on the cross, that's pain. But I feel like the first pain is what must have hurt the most because it's his unblemished skin. You know, not Mm -hmm. like, I can't say he didn't have a paper cut, but he probably didn't have anything on his body, the perfect lamb. And then to be brutalized in such a way to be physically tortured for what I can only imagine must've been hours and be humiliated. I have to catch myself and say, I can't possibly sit here and complain about this one thing when that's what he did for me. And, but it takes a lot, it takes a lot to even get to there. And the only way that you can get to there is like you said, you Cause I can, I can vibe with what you said when you said, I knew God. Cause I say, I say this all the time when I was a hairstylist, had you asked me, I would have been like, heck yeah, I know the Lord. You know, yeah. I go, you know, I read my Bible. I go to church, I pray, but it's a whole different thing. When you walk in the wilderness with the Lord, when you continue to trust in him, when you don't see a fountain of water, the trust in him to be your source when there's nothing that you can do that can get you out of the place that you're currently in. Yeah, and so yeah. it's just incredible to think that I have to pick up my cross regardless of what that looks like. So yeah. just love what you said. And, um, I had a question, which was how did you get to know him in your pain? How would you say for you, Nate, Yeah. can you say you got to know him? Like you looking back now, how can you say, this is how I was able to start knowing him in that season?
1: Um. So two things I'll preface, I'll preface because as you're talking, I'm, I, I'm, I'm hearing scripture. So that's what I'm doing here. I'm searching it up on my, to, amen, like, to amen. Have it queued up, um, yeah. to have it queued up. So if you see me looking on the side, that's what I'm doing here because doing I want to have it saved. Um, so there's, I'll, I'll get, I'll get to your, to your question. I'll preface it with this. Uh, Jesus says in John 13, 7. He replies, he says, you do not realize now what I'm doing, but later Mm. you will understand. It is one of my favorite scriptures ever. I think this is one of those soundbite moments where if there would have been social media, this would have been clipped everywhere. And you know how people do now clips and they have like half the screen and there's like a game on the bottom that you see on Instagram? Me, (laughs) This would be everywhere. (laughs) This would be everywhere. So, um. He says, he says to them, hey, what, what I'm doing right now, you don't realize it. You don't understand it. Amen. <laughs> and that is okay. I'm not going to condemn mm. you for that. And, and it's fine if you don't understand. We, be, we were like, I need to know now. I need to know now. And, and that leads me into your question because I was that way. I want to know mm. the answer. I want to know it right now. Because why? Because I struggled with a lack of control. I did not like being in control. And if I don't know, then I'm not in control. And this was a result of trauma where I was like, if I don't know, then I'm exposed. But if I know, then I can prepare and I can protect myself and and nothing can catch me by surprise. So I wanted to know the answer to everything. And there wasn't a later, like, I need to know now what's going on now. Tell me everything because... There's been yeah, too many yeah. occasions in my life where I don't have all the information and things just happen, right? Because when you're oblivious, you get caught off guard. When I was a child, um, I was not aware. Just one day, dun, 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 they knocked the door and the sheriff's department came to my house and took us to foster care because there was yeah. a custody battle between my parents. This, yeah. I believe that this might have been where it was born, right? Where it starts because yeah. as a child, you're oblivious. You don't know what's going on. In my world, everything was fine right? I was four or five years old. Everything is fine. My parent, my dad's not, he doesn't live with us anymore, but it's cool because yeah. I see him sometimes and the unknown comes and they knock the door and I'm taken away. I'm in my first foster home. I don't know anybody there. Everything is yeah. crazy. Unknown happens again. I get taken to another foster home unknown. Mm. And the whole time I'm scared. They're going to separate me and my sister. There's so many things that in trauma. And so in this season where I have to know God, I had so I wanted so much control over everything. And, and it was verses like this where God was trying to teach me surrender. And that is the key thing. How did I get to know God in my season of pain? Uh, Where I dealt with things like depression, where I dealt things with, with suicidal thoughts, where I dealt with uh, a failed marriage, where I dealt with uh, a, um, uh, loneliness, right? My whole life falling apart. How do I know God through surrender? This is what God is trying to, there's a few things, but one of the key ones was surrender where God is trying to tell me, Hey, you don't understand what I'm doing, but that's okay. Can Mm -hmm. you rest in me? You need to learn to rest in me, not rest in my response, not rest in my uh, in my miracles or in my my mighty hand. It's easy to rest when God shows up with a sword out and and all his glory and he's defeating all your enemies. It's easy to rest then. But can you rest in a season of silence? Can you trust Mm. in a season of silence? Can you believe? Everything you keep telling everyone else, because I sure did love to tell people from the altar, you got to trust God no matter what. And I'm pe- I would text people or, and be like, you can't give up. You got to trust God. You better not stop now. Whole time, I'm giving up. I'm not trusting him. And God's like, I want you to get out of that hypocrisy.
2: Mm. I don't want you
1: to dwell there. I want you to yeah. know me. So can you rest in the unknown, right, when I'm not mm-hmm. answering you? Can you rest yeah. when you feel rejected? John 1, 11 and 12, it says he came to his own and his own people did not receive him. Mm. And and as you were talking about where Jesus's pain start, started, and yes, like you said, he was on the cross and he was whipped, but I would even say his pain started before then. Mm. I would say his pain started before then when he came to his own people and mm. they didn't want him. Come they didn't on. receive him. And he's like, and I imagine Jesus is like, I came here for you, for you. This is like I, I left my throne of glory for you, and you don't want me. Mm. And that's and I and I felt, man, I felt like that in that season,
2: amen.
1: Where I'm like, I felt rejected, I felt re- abandoned, mm. and it was like God trying to tell me, hey, uh, Jesus was trying to tell me, hey, I felt that way too. Yeah where the people that I loved the most did not want me Mm. and, and, and I came for them. And so in that season, I began to have to surrender my control Mm. to where I no longer was praying for God to fix my problem or to fix my issue or to change my situation. But my prayer began, Lord, grant me faith to hold on.
0: Wow. Lord,
1: what are you trying to teach me? Because for a long time I was praying, fix it, God, fix it, God, fix it, God, change it, change it. Uh uh uh, uh fasting and praying, rebuking mm-hmm. the devil, and the devil has risen up against my house. And the <laughs> meanwhile, devil, the devil's the, like, hmm? Yeah, right. I haven't even gone and, over there. And I'm like, the gates <laughs> of hell shall not prevail. And I'm quoting scripture, <laughs> and they're
0: like, for once, we innocent, we ain't even doing anything. <laughs> <this.">
1: <laughs> and I'm just like, I'm there and that prayer wasn't doing anything for me. Mm. I was praying that way and I was still empty. I was still with a lack of belief. And the Holy Spirit in that season was like, I don't want you to pray this way. That's not Mm. what this season is for. Amen. I want you to pray for peace. I want you to pray Mm. for rest. And I started praying for peace. I'm like, God, give me peace. God, give me joy. Because in this Mm. season, it's hard to have joy right now. But please give me joy. Teach me to love you because I have to be honest. I don't love you the way I say I do. Mm. I don't love you the way I say I do. Teach me to love you. Teach me to trust you and have rest in this season. That was number one, the resting. Wow. Wow. Two is the scripture. I had to rearrange how I understood scripture.
2: Mm.
1: I had to completely re- rearrange how I was consuming scripture. Because when you grow up in a Pentecostal church, they teach you that you pray and God answers. You rebuke the devil and he has to flee. And all of this is true. But what is also true is when God, you pray and God doesn't answer. And this is the season where I understood this, where you yeah. pray and rebuke and nothing changes. Because if he changes your situation, he cannot change you. And we lose, when, I, when I've when i tried to cook, When I first started cooking, I consider myself to be a beast cook now. I could do some damage. (laughs) But when I first started cooking, I didn't have much experience. And so when I would get impatient, I was like, well, if I want this to cook Mm. faster, I need to turn the heat up.
0: Because more heat
1: cooks faster. But what I didn't realize (laughs) is that more heat, it burns. And it dries it out. And it dries it out. So I was like, yo, my food burned. And it doesn't taste as good as dry.
2: Mm. because
1: I became impatient and I turned up the heat and God Mm. is like relax relax Mm. you are going to single-handedly sabotage everything I'm trying to do because you don't know how to rest
0: come on come on
1: and so wow wow um, wow wow wow, wow. I have this uh this this I consider it to be I'm not gonna say it a famous quote but it's famous like amongst me because i say it everywhere that i go it's famous I love to, it, I love it's, it. yeah to me it's a famous quote because i say it everywhere where i was i remember in this season uh where what was it? i can't believe i lost my train of thought already what was the quote i was talking about how, <laughs> oh, no. i know i hate that i hate that's one of my biggest pet peeves when i forget what i'm gonna say i was talking about how um, you have to be patient because you're single-handedly gonna mess up everything everything. Lord's trying to do. Okay, yeah, you're
0: going yourself. You were cooking. Yeah.
1: yeah, 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 yeah. I think this is the quote. Yes, it is. Okay, so <laughs> <laughs> it is. So, and I'm still like doubt. As like, was there something else? There's still something else that's it'll missing come back. from this puzzle. It'll come back. It'll Holy come
0: back. Spirit, bring it back for him.
1: In Jesus' name. So, Amen. So, I always say this, right? Where I was in that season, I I would pray like god can't can like i can't continue to go through this like
2: mm-hmm. i'm
1: 700 miles away from my family i have no one in this city that i'm in i i'm alone on top of what i just went through the pandemic started immediately right after i went through this amazingly traumatic situation so
0: mm-hmm. now
1: i'm dealing with this this isolation I'm dealing with this situation that I'm going through. I'm going through so much. Can you just like, please fix it? And I remember the Holy Spirit marked my life to where he was. Ah, I got it. I remembered it. Perfect. Thank you. Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. To where I was, I was worshiping. So there's two things. Number one, this is the quote that I say everywhere. I was worshiping and I was like, thank you, God, because of all, uh, all the good things you do. Thank you, God. And uh, uh, because of how you just are always there for me and you never fail me and I pray and you answer and I'm sick and you heal me. Mm -hmm. But the Holy Spirit began to minister to me and he said, and I heard God speak to me in that moment. And he said, yeah, but, but what if, what if I didn't heal you? Would you, would you still praise me? Would you still? tell me you love me? Would Mm -hmm. you still call me good if I don't do what you're asking me to do? And so with that lesson, God was trying to teach me what it meant to, to know him. I am still good. Even when I don't take away what it is that you're asking me to take away, even when I don't fix what you're asking me to fix, I'm still good. I'm still worthy of praise. Because if your worship and submission to me is dependent on what I do, then you don't know me. Mm. If your worship and your devotion to me is dependent on how many miracles I do, then you don't know me.
2: Mm.
1: And so, and then that's, and, and, and another thing that the Lord told me in that season was stop asking me to fix these things. Stop asking me to change these things because I can't fix your problem until I'm done fixing you. And when mm. I'm done fixing you, then I'll deal with your problem. And so these are the things that the Lord began to do to help me to know Him in that season, rearranging how I understand Scripture. That that yes, He may save you, but in the event that He doesn't, like the three young uh, uh, Hebrew kids in Babylon, in Babylon, we we with with King Nebuchadnezzar, we love to talk about that story, and they said. We're not gonna kneel down in a Pentecostal church. They love that theme for all the, the youth revivals. No, no, we're not gonna give in. We're not gonna bow down. But what we don't realize is that those guys said, if he frees us, then amen. But if he doesn't free us,
0: mm. we're
1: still not gonna bow down. Talk about it Talk to what about you're it. saying. So I understood that scripture where God is like, you're missing the whole point. Mm. Yes. What I did in the fire was amazing, but the real the real revelation here is what they said to the king: if he frees us, then amen. But if he doesn't free us, amen, amen. I was, and, and this is what it is to know him, right? God will do it, but he might not. And I, yeah. and and I'll, and I'll give you a chance to to, to talk after I say this. Um, there's this there's the story of of Job. I just I know I. I'm appreciating No, no, no. But you're good. You're things. good. Like I said, I got my and own I'm sermon.
0: Guarantee. I'm good. Okay, okay. <laughs> no, 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 no. You're good.
1: <laughs> so we talk about Job and Job. Wow. Everything Job went through and wow, Job endured and, and, and Job lost it all, but he, but he, he got so much more, but there is a hidden, there is a hidden gem, a hidden message that a lot of people don't know. A lot of people miss, it flies over their head. And I give glory to God that he allowed me to see this, and this is why yeah. you should read scripture, detenidamente, you should read scripture uh, 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 slowly and, and process and and taste mm. and see like the word says, savor the word, swallow the word.
0: The ASMR
1: (laughs) is killing me.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to my Bible mukbang. Today we're going to be reading, right? (laughs) (laughs) Imagine (laughs) the Word of God.
1: Okay, that's actually not a bad idea. But all right, we're going to leave that. That actually
0: would hit. Okay, um, (laughs) we
1: digress. We digress. So, Job, all of his children die; they get killed.
2: Mm, Yeah.
1: Someone has to take the message to Job. Somebody mm-hmm. has to tell him. So the Bible doesn't tell us who this, this, this man is, but this man now says, all right, I got to be the bearer of bad news to Job. I'm going to go tell mm-hmm. him that all his children are dead. And the man begins his journey. The Bible doesn't give us these details, but let's use context clues to understand. We, uh, yeah. uh, a Context clues of the word or context clues of humanity. Imagine what this man is thinking on the way to Job. Boy, when I tell Job that all his children are dead, this man is gonna curse God. When I tell Job that all Mm -hmm. his children are dead, this man is going to rip his hair out. This man is gonna lose his mind. No one wants to give this, this bad news. Bad enough that one of your children has passed. All of your children are dead? I can imagine what this guy's thinking on the way to Job. But when he gets to Job, and he tells Job, Job, all your children are dead. Job then does something. He falls to his knees. He says, Jehovah, the Lord give, the Lord takes away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Paraphrasing. That's mm. great. We love that verse and mm. that, that portion. It's amazing. Mm. But the beauty of it is what happened in the man that comes to give him the bad news. Mm. Imagine what this man is thinking as he leaves Job and he's going back home. Yeah. When I told Job that his kids were dead, I thought he was going to lose his mind. But he worships God.
2: Yeah.
1: I imagine this guy is asking himself, who is this God that Job serves? Mm. That even when I tell him his kids are dead, he dares to still bless his name. Amen. Job was preaching with his life. He did not preach a sermon. He preached with his life. When you endure through your pain and you can still give God praise through your pain, there are people that see you, that expected you to lose your mind, that expected you to give it all up, that expected you to curse God. And you're giving testimony to how great that God is that you served, that you're still standing even in the middle. He must be a good God if you Mm. can still say, blessed be his name after you've lost everything. Mm. He must be a loving God. If you can still say, I love you, Lord, even when you've lost it all. Mm. And so these things are what helped me know him in my season of pain. (laughs) I am not the same man that I was before.
0: Refined by fire.
1: Refined by fire. And I will never, if I had the choice right now, I will never, I would never choose to go back and change any of it. Mm. Because. I am who I am today because God allowed me. God blessed me to suffer is how I'll put it. Mm, He blessed me to suffer so that I could know him.
0: What I was thinking about earlier, just this thought was God made you unbreakable. Mm. God made you unbreakable. And what I mean by that is whatever gets thrown your way, whatever hits you, you're unbreakable because you understand the significance and the power of God and his authority you like you said if he doesn't save me glory to god my mm-hmm. kids they're gone glory to god because that's what it means to be unbreakable that in the midst of breaking you know yeah. your flesh responds how it's going to respond but your spirit is like glory to god because that's yeah. that's just what came to my mind it's just becoming unbreakable for the lord yeah. because for you to be a warrior you have to go through strength training for you to yeah. fight on, on the Lord's side and in his kingdom to fight for others, you need to first be able to go through that training to to step on yeah. that battlefield and pick up your sword of truth, to wear the armor of God, to be able to wear the armor of God and know that you're carrying, because like with pride, right? Because when people, I don't know, you, we have all went to high school. We all know the R- ROTC kids that walked around with yeah. pride with their uniform. Yeah. There was pride in that. Whether you were a cheerleader, a football player, whoever you were, you had pride in what you wore because you knew the significance and the training that took. So when you're walking with what you're carrying in the armor of God, you've become, in a sense, unbreakable in the spirit
1: because yeah. you and understand. It and it doesn't mean that it isn't going to hurt, mm. right? Like it, it, you be yes to be you become unbreakable, but like we don't want to diminish someone's struggle or someone's pain. Mm-hmm. It is real. Like we're not saying mm-hmm. that you have to you were abused, and so now you have to suck it up because hey, God's got a plan and 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 I'm going to mm-hmm. be unbreakable. That's not what we're saying, right? You have a right yeah. to feel what it is that you feel mm-hmm. Jesus himself, before he went to the cross, he went to the disciples and said my my soul is in anguish even unto death, like mm. my no he said my my soul is exceedingly sorrowful, even unto death. He told his disciples. I am so sad right now. I feel like dying.
2: Mm.
1: Like that's literally the translation to modern language. What Jesus was saying. I'm so sad. I want to die. Mm. You, you're going to feel it. And we would never try to dismiss someone's pain, to dismiss someone's hurt. It. We're not saying you can't. God wants you to feel it. Why? Because God gave you emotions for a reason. He made us emotional beings so that we could feel. What right. we're trying to say is you to be you become unbreakable to become unbreakable you cannot stay there right it was never god's will for you to stay in that place of brokenness it was never god's will for you to stay in that place of loneliness but it was always always his desire to show you how much he loves you that he never ever left you and is willing to bring you out of that place right
2: Amen. He has
1: to mold us. You'll see uh you'll see the potter. And and when I was in college, there was this art room in the back of the student center. Some of my friends will be back there. Sometimes I would go back there and you see them molding the clay. And and sometimes you'll see them beating on the clay and they're punching the clay. They're smacking the clay. They're beating the clay. But it doesn't mean that they hate the clay. They love what they're doing. They love what they're doing. And to the untrained eye, someone could see that and be like, Oh, they hate they hate working with clay. The way they're smacking the clay and beating it and and they're like, "No, no, 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 no." I actually love this art. I love molding with clay, but in order to be able to make this beautiful, I've I've got to beat on it. Right. And so we sometimes feel like, God, you must hate me with everything you're allowing me to go through. And God's like, no, 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 no. It's actually quite the opposite. I love you so much, but I have to break you down first. If I'm going to make you into something beautiful, I have to. I got to because when they do that, they're taking out the imperfections, the Mm -hmm. imperfections that if they don't do it now, when they try to mold it, it'll crack, Mm
2: -hmm. it'll break.
1: And so God is like, because I don't want you to crack and break when I've made you beautiful. Amen. I've got to do it now. I've got to, I've got to do it now. I've got to take out that lump that you've got in that area. I've got to take out those, those that dirt that you've got here. I've got to put a little water. I've got to mold you mm-hmm. so to, to, to make us, um, you know, into, into the, what he wants us to be.
0: Amen. Amen. I really, um, I really love that you said to feel the pain that you're feeling mm-hmm. because that's true. Pretending or trying to swallow it or like, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Can mm-hmm. only can only damage you. That right. can only damage you because ne- that pain needs to come up to the surface. That pain needs to be experienced to its full. Yeah, to acknowledge the sorrow that you're carrying and and not swallow it because swallowing yeah. it will only damage you. It, it, Absolutely, and, and a type of damage that grows resentment and anger. that Roots
1: of bitterness.
0: There you go. You took mm-hmm. it right out of my mouth. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And I honestly just there's I was looking just now because you you said something that that really reminded me and I found it earlier before we got on before we got on here. But with with now that I'm looking for it, it's decided to jump down and and, and scurry away and hide. (laughs) Um, But it was in Corinthians and it was. uh, uh, It's actually a fire that's talked about, but right now, for whatever reason, I can't find it. Maybe I'll find it later. Um, But. No, I love what you're saying because there is just so much to be, to know God or know of him and have a relationship with him is one thing, but to get to know God of pain, to get to know the God of the storm, right? to know that he is, because we, we, mean, we hear the stories about, you know, storm, you know, be still, uh, and yeah. you know, Peter walked on the water and we hear those stories and we know all of that, but and we glorify just, you know, he was sleeping on the boat and we need to be restful. But but we also need to acknowledge that the disciples had been riding with Jesus the whole time. They've seen him Absolutely. do miracles. They, they knew Jesus. They ate yeah. with him. They, they, you know, worked on the Sabbath with him. Like they knew him. But when the storm came, they had him. It's not that they were like, did we forget Jesus on shore? No, they had Jesus. Yeah. But, you're, but they were still human. They were Absolutely. still. They knew their limits. They knew their limits. Yeah. They knew what they could do in that moment, and they ran to Jesus, and they woke him up. Right. They said, right. "Jesus, Jesus, Jesus, do you not care? Do you not care?" And he's like, mm-hmm. oh, "Here we go again." But th- but but that's the beautiful part of it. They walked with him. They rolled yeah. with him. They knew they had him, but they also recognized their limits. They knew yeah. this is scary, and it's not to Absolutely. be faithless. But it's also to recognize that there is a storm. Because like, I would, I would love to say, oh, had I been riding with Jesus, I would have been chill the whole time. That's <laughs> a lie because I ride with him now and I'm not chill all the time. Yeah. That's yeah, hypocrisy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's
1: good. That's really because good. Because
0: I'm with him all the time and I still freak out. How can I? Because I used to bash on Moses all the time because I used to say, oh, man. It would have been so nice for a blazing fire to appear before me and give me instructions. I would have been like, "Say less, I'm on it." But that's a lie because I have the spirit and I have the fire of the spirit, and yet I'm still grumbling Talk and saying like, "Oof, like I don't, I don't good. know what I need to be doing."
1: Way so, to connect scripture there. I see you.
0: I'm telling you, um, but God humbled me because I used to, I really yeah. used to say, "Man, Moses had a good. Like he, he had the whole encounter. He had the bush. He had everything. He had mm-hmm. the staff. He had the evidence." but my life is evidence. And so the way that I see it is just as they walked with Jesus, I walk with him too. Yeah. I walk with him and I have the spirit of the Lord within me. And so, you know, it's easy to look at scripture and forget that it's it's historical, it's real. It's not just a storybook. Although it's beautifully written and it's an epic novel, it yes. is real. It is as real as you know my story yesterday got up, ate, whatever I ate. it's the same. It's real, maybe yeah. there's a big gap in the middle, but it's I think a lot of the times we read it and we're like, "Okay, but that's the God of the book, that's the God of the Bible. Can he do it for me or or can he carry me through this pain? Yeah, and it's important to remember like the God of this Bible, the God of this book, is the same God we serve today because his character remains the same. He doesn't change,
2: no he doesn't no.
0: grow old, he's outside of time, and so I say this all just to say that we we walk and roll with God and Jesus and the Holy Spirit the Trinity, each same but different because they both carry yeah. different significance in our life. So mm-hmm. knowing that we, we, we roll with Jesus just as so the disciples did, of course, would have been nice to have seen him physically mm-hmm. and eaten with him. Incredible. I'd give up just for five minutes, absolutely. Yeah. But yeah. I can't dismiss the Holy Spirit because... Right. It's just missing what Jesus did on the cross because he said, it's yeah. better that I go. It's yeah. better that I go.
1: Jesus literally says before, before he ascends to heaven, he says, In the world you will face affliction, mm. but trust Amen. I have defeated the world. And he also then says, I have to go, but I will send you the counselor. Amen. Right? Um, uh, uh, he that he will send us the the counselor which is the holy spirit whose job is to be with us through it all to 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 counsel us through difficult times to strengthen us right and so yes. we have these things with us the the lord wants us jesus wants us to run through him to run to him he wants us to 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 uh have the holy spirit to strengthen us inside to give us that that hope to counsel us in our weakness like he wants us to to have those things. so when we feel like you mm. were saying earlier when we like we were talking about earlier when we feel these things when we're going through these things, he wants us to run to him like it's okay to feel it's okay like to know your limits like you were saying because that's literally yeah. what the Holy Spirit is for um what does proverbs eighteen ten say the name of the Lord is a strong tower, the righteous mm. man runs into it and is safe yes. so what is God saying he's saying hey run to me. I know you're scared right now. Come, come, come. Have you ever seen a dad or uh, uh, when, when his child is afraid and they're like scared and dad's like, come on. Like I got you Mm. come here. And they pick them and the kid feels safe or, or same thing with the mom. When the mom is playing that role of mom, I'm scared. She's like, come on over here. And you feel safe. This is Mm. what God wants us to do. Oh, you, oh, you're scared right now. Come on, run this way. My name is yeah. a strong tower. You're going to be safe here with me. You have like the Holy Spirit is like, I got you. I'll make you feel comfort. I'll make you feel peace. Um mm. And whatever it is you're going through. And um it's just, Amen. it's so good to understand that. And I, I, I wanted to introduce this because I'm, I don't know how much longer we're going to be on. And I wanted to make sure that, that I, that I yeah, throw yeah, this yeah. in before we bring it in. Before, yeah. Um, I also think it's so important, uh, especially after I, I I've, um, Especially when I had my, when I did my education, uh, I have a bachelor's of science in human services, which is a mixture of psychology and sociology classes, and it just specializes in working with people and and people with trauma and trauma intervention and mm. things like that. I especially understood this then, and even as I did my work in the in the in the, my corporate work in the professional uh, uh, space, it's so important to 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 embrace therapy as well. I think. I think Christians should, should embrace therapy, um, and, and counseling, you know, and, and, and see these, these, especially if you can find a provider that is Christian that serves the Lord. Um, there's mm-hmm. this one page on Instagram. Her name is, uh, her Instagram handles living, Ab- living abundantly. I believe it is. Let me, let me look it mm-hmm. up. Uh, yeah. let me look yeah. her up. She is, uh, she's a powerhouse. Uh, yeah. Living abundantly TV is her Mm. is her instagram handle and she's a powerhouse she is a licensed family and um uh and uh what is it licensed i want to get her 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 term her uh what's it called correctly family and her handle correctly yeah her her um her position uh give me two seconds i'm on her page right now because you're good you're good i don't i don't don't, um Yes, there it is. She is a licensed marriage and family therapist. She's Mm. also a pastor. She's also a worship leader. She's also Mm. a minister. And so if you can find people like that who have a knowledge of the word, but also a knowledge on on, on, on navigating people in their minds, Mm. I think it's so good to embrace therapy. You were not kidding when you said powerhouse. She's about like she's no joke. I, I I don't know her personally, but as I've seen her do in her life. thing, she is she's amazing. She does conferences, she has counseling services. Uh she she's a beast. And so um I think it's so important to find people like that. Um, I've been to to counseling and to therapy before, and and I wish I had done it more in, in previous seasons of my life. And it's so good to un- to do that because sometimes we just need people to talk to. And to mm-hmm. be quite honest with you, talking to your bestie on FaceTime is not always enough.
2: Mm-hmm. And like
1: <laughs> we, we do that like, oh, I'm going to call my friend and have a therapy session. Your friend is not a licensed yeah. therapist. Your friend hasn't gone to college and got a bachelor's or a masters or like you know yeah. to understand what it is to deal with these with these Also oh, your
0: friend might just go on your side and you, sometimes you need someone to say I don't know if that was the best thing Exactly to do.
1: Yeah, you need someone who is who is not biased. And so mm-hmm. I always encourage people there is the spiritual aspect. There is the part that God handles. But then there is a part that 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 we have to take into our own hands and do Mm -hmm. ourselves which is seeking therapy seeking advice seeking counseling in that season of my life where 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 i was dealing with all these things i was having counseling from my pastors through leaders within my organization um uh there was a a a therapy sessions that i was attending and so i think it's just so important to embrace every aspect uh, of these things um because the lord is is the one that has given science the ability to to progress and I do believe there are limits there because, you know, people who are like, all right, all right, we understand what this really means. I, I, I don't agree with everything, single thing that psychology professes or the other or profession uh, states. But, but I do believe that it's so important and mm. and um, it allows you to when you deal with your situations, it removes that tunnel vision, that clouded vision that, mm. that is blocking you from seeing the bigger picture or what God mm. is trying to do, you know?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Looking from the outside in. Versus being in the inside of the storm, it's hard to yeah. get your bearings. Yeah. Um, wow. I'm so glad you said that. I'm really glad that you you talked about that because I agree. I think that showing and talking about the importance of getting help, especially help mm. by a like-minded person who does know the character of God and can say, this yeah. seems to be God's character. God has, you know, this is scripture that backs up what you're going through and you know, this is what's going on right now. And these are the tools just some. And also, like you said, someone to talk to, too, because yeah. sometimes you pray and prayer is, don't get me wrong. No, no, no. Prayer is fantastic and always consistently yes. do it. Keep your, your conversation open with the Lord, but it it can be hard when you're praying and the Lord is like, <laughs> it can be hard, right? Cause you're, you're like, huh? What did you say something? And yeah. God's like, because God will grow quiet. You know, there yeah. are moments and seasons where God is letting you speak to him and he's there with you. Um, and just because he's quiet in that moment doesn't mean he's not with you. Yeah. Does not mean he's not with you. So having yeah. someone to speak to you and have someone who speaks back to you does yeah. help. Does yeah, help. Absolutely. Because then you start to fill in the voice of God with your own voice. And that needs to be yeah. a, a very careful place because you're like, <laughs> that's, you said what? That's good. That's good. <laughs> you will. I mean, I'm guilty of him Like you said, hmm. Um, And so having someone to speak to and and to have that fellowship, we're never meant to be alone. We're never meant to be alone. Mm -hmm. Um, You can have the voice
1: of God with your own voice is good.
0: (laughs) There's a I found it. It's a so there's a there's three I want to hit. So the first one is First Corinthians um, chapter two, verse two. Uh, I think verse two to four, it says, for I decided to know nothing among you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. And I was with you in weakness and in fear and much trembling. And my speech and my message were not impossible words of wisdom, but in demonstration of the spirit and power so that your faith might not rest in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God.
2: Yeah, and so
0: we can't rely on our own wisdom. Of I think this is happening because this, that, and the third. But we need mm-hmm. to recognize the power of God. Now we're trembling, you know, and I, like I, I don't, and I can't presume to know a thing except that Jesus did die on the cross, and and yes. and He was and He was risen, and yeah. that is that is the foundation of what we we go. Um, but the other the other one too is same first uh first Corinthians chapter three, and this is uh verse 12 to 14 says now if anyone builds on the foundation with gold silver precious stones wood hay stray each one's work will become manifest for the day will disclose the day will disclose it because it will be revealed by fire and the fire will test what sort of work each one has done if the work that anyone has built on the foundation survives he will receive a reward if anyone works is burned up, he will suffer loss, though he himself will be saved, but only as through fire. And I love that because it says, What is my foundation and what am I building on my foundation? What are my values? What is my heart settled on? Do because yeah. when the fire comes and my my house catches on fire, what will survive the fire? Because what survives yeah. the fire is what gains the reward. And not necessarily materialistic and worldly desires, but kingdom reward. What else can God trust me with? Because God is like, I'm going to trust you with this. That's kind of like the guys that he gives the coins and he's like, you know, I I invested it in this and got this much return. I invested in the other ones. Like I put it in a hole because, you know, all of this stuff. When God gives you something, what do you do with it? What do you do with the ministry? What do you do with the friendships? Even the little things, because a lot of times we're like, oh, God, give me the crowd, give me what about that one friend who needs a friend or what about that one person or that one child or just, just that one person that you encounter, what is your house made of? And can it with, with hold a fire? Like if if a fire comes, will it survive? Kind of like the piggies and the wolf when it's like, you know, I'm going to huff and I'm going to puff and I'm going to blow your house down. And they made their house of, of straw and it, you know, he blew and everything fell. But when they made their house of brick, and he came and he tried blowing it down. It couldn't go down, but it took trial and error. Yes. I mean, childhood, childhood. That scared me as a kid though. I was like, y'all, why couldn't y'all start with that? Even I knew that wasn't going to work. And the final one that I'm going to go to is uh, second Corinthians, um, crinkle, crinkle, hold on. We'll get there. There we are. Uh, Second Corinthians chapter one, verse four through five says, who comforts us in all our affliction so that we that we may be able to comfort those who are in any affliction with the comfort with which we ourselves are comforted by God. For as we share abundantly in Christ's suffering, so through Christ we share abundantly in comfort too. And I love that yeah. verse because it's exactly what you said earlier. Through your suffering, yeah. you are able to later comfort someone else because right. you understand the significance in the affliction. And yeah. so scripture Scripture is constant. Scripture is saying the same thing. Not necessarily, it's not repetitive, but it's poetry. It's understanding and it's saying God's character and God, what he is doing has meaning and significance and it's constant. And so just to back up what you were saying earlier about your experiences and how God used that moment, you got that phone call and God said, this is what it was for.
1: Yeah, This is what we're doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's so good i think that's great we we share in affliction just as we share our victories and and mm. god calls god calls us to to fellowship uh one of the most important things in the body of christ is fellowship and it is often overlooked um because of this new found culture now that exists of i don't need anybody and i can cut people off and i can live on my mm. own oh i'm quick to cu- i'm quick to cut people off if you have a relationship that was easy to cut off. I questioned the validity of that relationship in the first place. Mm. I questioned the strength of that relationship in the first place, because if that relationship were strong, cutting it off would not be easy and it would not be quick. Right. Yeah. So, so if you have good relationships, because that's what I want, I don't want relationships that are are that I can cut off quickly and easy to cut off because, because I want them to be good. If I can cut you off, you didn't mean anything to me. Mm. And so and and that's not to say we can't cut people off that that are meaningful to us, to us, because those there are moments where we have to. but what I mean is I'm trying to counteract that culture of "I can do it all on my own," because yeah, in the Bible, in the book of Acts chapter two, when the Holy Spirit comes and descends upon everyone, and they're speaking in new tongues as a sign of uh, uh of the Holy Spirit. The first thing it says that they did. Right. One of the first things they did right after that happens is they went and they fellowship. It said they had Mm. everything in common and they shared their their goods with one another. This is one of the. So when you really have the Holy Spirit, it causes you to want to fellowship, to build strong relationships with people. And so this is what God would like us to do so that in those times of suffering, you have people that you can share that weight with uh Moses had Aaron and Ur, David had Jonathan and so you have these people um um Esther and Noemi, if my mind does not deceive me are the two names so like uh, uh um um that you can share this burden with this load with yeah. and and do life with them and endure suffering and 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 also your victories you know
0: Yeah uh, kind of um in Deuteronomy when uh, Joshua sends out the 12 men and 10 come back and say nah ain't no way ain't no yeah, way that we yeah, can yeah, conquer yeah. but the two are like yeah we can exactly yeah we can you need yeah. you need the other to be there and believe in what in God's promises for you as absolutely. well absolutely you yeah. need someone cuz i've said it before and i'll say it again i'm a strong believer in your relationship with God is, is, is yours and no one else can confirm nor deny what God has told you. But yeah. to have someone believe it with you also is so significant because like you said, it hurt Jesus to go to his own people and then say, nah, 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 nah. Cause that hurts. You're like, I left my throne for you, but to have someone say, like Peter said, that's why Peter was called the rock. You are the Messiah, the Christ who came you know, the living God. And that's what he said, you are the rock. And and it was revealed to him by the spirit. And so when you are in relationship and and fellowship through the spirit, and the spirit reveals to others as well, what he is doing in your life, and they're able to pray for you, they're able to hold you up when you can't hold yourself up. And they're able to be there in big significant moments of your life, and you don't do it alone. It's so important. And so you do need that other person that while 10 are saying, nah, I'm not entirely sure that we can conquer. They've got giants, they got walls, they have yeah. all of this. Having that one other person saying, or the two other people saying, yes, we can. Yes, we can it's scary. It, exactly. it yeah, looks yeah. impossible, but we serve a God who can. Absolutely. That is That reminder and that, like when you have someone close to you remind you of that, it's incredible and it's beautiful. Yeah. And so, wow. Yeah. So Perfect. I feel like we, I, feel, I personally feel like we covered a lot of good topics
1: today. I think with we pain. did. I think we did. I think we talked about any and everything. And I and I like that we used scripture uh, and we made it practical. And so, yeah, man, I think we did great.
0: Yeah. I think pat in the back job. for us and we.
1: Yeah,
0: I feel like uh, I hope that anyone listening, I, I hope that you heard something that really resonated with you and your season, you know, whether it's. Yeah the hardest that it's ever been, or you've had experiences with foster care or homelessness mm-hmm. or whatever it is you're going through. Mm-hmm. You know, I hope that the conversation that we had today resonated with you and that yeah. the the scripture that we brought and um, the word of knowledge that was brought, I really do pray Amen. that not only is it cemented in your heart, but that you're able to see the fruits of it later as well. And that you don't forget that when you click out of today's episode and go about your day, that you don't forget. Cause I have a bad habit of doing that. Sometimes I do my daily devotional. I'll get the word of the day from the Bible app. And then I forget by the end of the day, what the word was. Um, And so I pray that you don't forget. I pray that this is something that stays in, stays in your heart and and it is replayed like a song, you know, if we can get songs stuck in our head. I pray that this is something that you get, get stuck in your, your heart and that the Lord works within you. Um, and of course, like I said, you p- please feel free to follow Nate, check out his Instagram. I'm gonna Amen. give you uh the floor right now because I want you to share what you're working on, um, anything that you just wanna share so that they're able to keep up with you, know what you're yeah. up to and know what you're working on um as well. So go ahead and and share that. would love to get yeah, that out there.
1: Um yeah, I'm I'm grateful. I'm grateful uh for those of you that have that that are tuning in or that will tune in or have tuned in. Um uh, when this is up and and I pray that this word uh, or this conversation uh falls in good ground and and that seed can germinate and give fruit in your life and and uh if we've been able to be a blessing to you we give God glory and 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 we I, we just thank you guys for tuning in and I encourage you to continue to support Emily and her podcast and 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 everything that God is doing in her life um if you would like to keep up with know his Heart ministries with myself we're on Instagram at uh, Nate. What is my handle? You know Nate, Nate O-G-U. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I forgot it. Um, Nate O-G-U underscore. N-A-T-E O-G-U underscore. Um, we, that, that's the main uh, platform that I use. I have Facebook, but I don't really use it like that. Um, and so, yeah, no, it's not, I'm not a big fan. So you can keep up with us there. Um, and in my bio is a link tree to my podcast as well, to Know His Heart um, Come on. Uh, podcast, which... Uh, Uh, I am actually going to be filming an episode today too. Whenever we're done here, I'm going to do a couple of these and I'm going to be filming a new episode today. And, um, uh, uh, you can keep up with the podcast there. We have, we have an amazing event coming up in, uh, the month of June, June 22nd. Uh, so if you do feel touched by the Lord and led to donate, we're going to be buying food and socks and underwear and, and tents for the homeless. And we're going to hit the streets Mm -hmm, and preach the gospel and take them some supplies. And so, I'm really excited about that. So, amen. That's that's what we have going on. And Come if you on. follow us on Instagram, you can be a part of that.
0: Let's go. Let's go. Uh, I love that. I love that. I love what you're doing. I'm so glad that uh, God is using you in some incredible ways. Praise so God. grateful to have you on here. Um, I, I pray that I can have you on here again sometime. Um, God willing. Maybe yeah. a different topic, but I'd I'd love to continue to pick your brain and Absolutely. and just spread spread the the word of god with that being Amen. said um if you made it to the end of the episode congratulations i'm proud congratulations of you, to you. for me ma- <laughs> for <laughs> making it through especially our smr um but i'm so incredibly grateful and yeah so make sure to check out any previous episodes if you haven't already and a same here you can check the link in my bio whether it's on instagram what way this way Um, or you can check out, uh, TikTok and TikTok, it says, what God has done with my pain. There's also a link on that as well. If you'd like to be on the podcast, please fill out the form on my link. And I'd love to have you on here. We can schedule uh, a time and, and we can have a phone chat and then we can jump into it as well a few days later. But with that being said. Again, I'm so grateful for you listening and please check out those links and and spread the word. If, if you know anyone who could benefit from listening to this episode, if you know anyone that you would like to share this this piece of wisdom to, uh, please don't hesitate to send. Oh, oh, oh he flipped his hat back. <laughs> please, please share it uh, and, and hope and pray that this spreads like wildfire to those who need it yeah. into the darkest place um, that God intends for it to reach.